Brian Engel joins us from Oppenheimer Co., Managing Director, covering the stock. Uh, Brian, welcome back to the show. So uh, it seems like there's Thank some you. good stuff going on here for Lulu this quarter. Look, I think it's some great stuff. I was just looking through ahead of this interview. I was looking through the numbers again. I mean, it's an absolutely fantastic report from Lulu. But like you said, Oliver, the stock's not getting much love in the market at the moment. What do you think is going on here? I mean, uh, you know, we've been downtrending basically since September of last year. Uh, how come uh, we're not able to kind of, uh, I guess, is, is this stability? Is this just kind of multiple contraction that is separate from the core business earnings potential? Well, look, I think it's a combination of factors. I mean, first and foremost, I would say is that you know, the lack of reaction to stock is completely divorced from what's a very, very strong and frankly improving fundamental story. Okay, but beyond that, you have, there's an interesting juncture right now for these retail and consumer stocks. And I look, I've written a lot to my clients. I think we're entering a period of transition here. As we as, 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 we, as a, an economy, as a society move past the COVID-19 crisis, I think it is from an investment standpoint, we're wondering now who's gonna be the next set of winners. Now, in my view, Lululemon very much is very much well positioned to capitalize upon a post-pandemic economic recovery. There are other names, you know, the really high-quality names I think could suffer here. So I think right now, you know, the market's in this period of digestion, so to say, trying to figure this out. I was telling our clients, I was in our, our with our sales team this morning, saying, "Look, I would use any weakness here or lack of reaction in Lulu's stock as a buying opportunity." And, tell, and I, I'm telling people to keep an eye on. You know, the back half of 21, because I think that's when the relative performance of Lulu is really going to shine. Why is that? What happens then? Well, I think that's where it's, it's going to be. A, it's going to be a separation. You know, I think at that point, when I think the second half of 21, I think it's going to be much clearer. You know, for just fundamentally, which companies are you know now suffering, largely because they maybe capitalized too much upon the mm -hmm. COVID-19 crisis, and which companies are beginning to capitalize better upon this, this post-pandemic this post recovery. I very much think Lulu, and just given the, the nature of the company, what they sell, who they're selling to, I think they're, 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 that co this company will very much prove a, a post-pandemic winner. Okay, so this is essentially a give it time to show that it's able to maintain what top line growth is it bottom line what did the uh, kind of balance sheet metrics look like in six to eight months compared with what we saw are they going to have the same growth that they were able to do in the middle of the covid crisis or is this going to be about bottom line where maybe we don't see as much top line growth but while wow, these earnings are you know blowing out well I, I, again i think it's a little bit of everything I mean, the, the top line one of these as i look at the q1 results that lulu reported last night you know, for me, the real, real key positive is just the underlying sales momentum. Okay, and so the numbers get a little nuanced here because you're dealing with some with some kind of goofy numbers coming out of 2020. But if you look on a two-year basis, you know, so Q1 of 21 over Q1 of 19, and then compare this to the same fourth quarter numbers, you saw a pretty significant uptick in sales growth, and that was still with some COVID disruptions in there. So to answer your question, Oliver, I think as we push now through 21, we're going to see that top-line momentum continue to strengthen. And as far as bottom line goes, look, I mean, the bottom line is going to follow the top line. You know, what we're seeing here on the gross margin side, not to get too technical with it, but Lulu's doing a very good job of selling more full-priced items to its, its, its customers. That benefits gross mm -hmm. margins and is a, is a key driver of uh, profitability for the company. So they should be able to uh, hire as much as they need and expand as much as they need, given those margins? 
I think so. Look, hiring, you know, that's, for example, a whole other issue. You know, we saw in the jobs report this morning, you know, that's not, not, my, that's not necessarily my job to opine upon this type of data. But nonetheless, I mean, you can see that you know, it's, it's, it's tough for these companies to hire people right now. Now, Lululemon is an attractive place to work. It's a growing company. They pay well. So I don't think that's necessarily going to be a limiting, limiting factor. And last, on last night's conference call, the, the, the management team discussed very, you know, very aggressively a uh, new store opening plan. So I, the, the company's growing well from a standpoint. I don't think that's going to be a limiting factor. Mm. What are they going to do uh, with Mir and when does that show up? Uh, is this going to be a hang up for them if they got in on this craze late? Are people still going to be buying all the live at home workout equipment? Uh, how's that going to factor into this? Look, in my, in my mind, Mirror is very much a niche product within a much larger Lulu portfolio. I think what the company did is strategically smart. You know, they're, 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 even post-pandemic, okay, there, there, will, there is demand for at-home fitness products, and Mirror is a, a great one. I think it's also, you know, this is, it's, it's, I, I've written this before, it's, it's very similar to what I think Amazon did uh, you know, with, with Alexa, is to get a product into people's homes that serves as an advertising vehicle. So mirror in people's homes will be showcasing instructors wearing Lulu clothing. Okay, so that it's 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 an it's an advertising vehicle. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when I think of Lulu, I mean it's all about you know the clothing products, and you know they, there's so much runway for that. You know they, this is a company that not that long ago was really focused on the high end yoga market for women in the United States and Canada. You know so now it's pushing to men's. They talked a lot last night about the running category, pushing in markets overseas. Uh, you know, there's a, a number of areas, you know, in, in Europe in particular, that Lulu still does not exist, and just the demographically perfect markets for this company. So, mm. again, the point here, I think Mirror is interesting. I think it's going to help them, but it's a small piece of the story.